Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. 3HL. Powered by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. With Brent Doherty, John Davenport, and Ron Slay. Three HL is on the air Friday edition. You did it. You made it to the end of the week. We are here. Brad Doherty with you. Yeah. I feel. Like, I feel like I said Brad Doherty with you. That's no, not he's, true. He's in, he's in North Carolina. Brett. Oh. <laughs> Brett Doherty with you. Brett. <laughs> you oh, made the end Brent. silent. Both of y'all made the end silent. I know. I don't know who I am. Uh, Brent Doherty <laughs> with you. Uh, it's snowy day in Nashville. <laughs> it's cold. What is wrong with you? That stinks. <laughs> bah humbug. I know. It's, it's literally been 150 degrees in this studio oh for gosh. like a month. Okay, well, guess what? Now it's minus 100 degrees in this studio. And you immediately start complaining. Can't you give us one day of like, it's no. cold in the studio and we can all deal with it? No. You came from the TV world. It's cold in TV studios. I know, but you're mentally prepared for it. I'm not mentally prepared for it here. I'm about to put my beanie and my coat back on. I'm about to do it. I'm about to have to work in my beanie. <laughs> we were working on some stuff earlier. You were in a tank top. I know, because I was sweating. Woman, no. You want to know why people get sick? I'm like sweating. <laughs> to the oldies. I a almost lot. said that. I almost said what that. What did he say? Sweating to the oldies. Sweating to the oldies. I'm um, sweating earlier. I had to take my sweater off. I got like a tube top on. <laughs> <laughs> then Zone I walk TV. in this studio. <laughs> that I'm was not all, on Zone TV. I'm glad we're all family around here. We're then like, I walk in here. Do whatever you have to do. <laughs> I know. I'm we like, I know y'all don't care. We don't. <laughs> then I walk in here. It's 20 degrees. I'm going to put my beanie and my sweatshirt back on. Hey, everybody at home, you guys feel me, right? Because it's the same. You walk into one office for work and it's cold, you walk into another, it's 9,000 degrees. Maybe your house is, you know, upstairs is cold, downstairs is hot. I mean, Brent's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> done. done. Welcome to the show. Brent. <laughs> Hi. Hi. That's, that's, that's Bond. That was good that's for Happy Friday. Twitch, please. Twitch, But here's the thing, Bad. Blaine and Mickey have the problem solved. <laughs> They have a fireplace on the television right behind. Ron's I know, I'm, but it, but it didn't give off any warmth. It's, 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 it just looks like Slay's hair's on it's, fire. It's mental warfare over here. That's yeah, what it v- is. visualization. <laughs> it's serious. Darn. Let me take a picture of this. Just <laughs> pretend like it's really warm coming off that fireplace on the wall. It is really warm on Slay's hair. Oh you my are gosh. taking a picture. See, yeah, I was looking I'm gonna up. put it on social media at Wait, Ron Davenport TN if you want it. You disappeared a little while ago. Did you go get uh, Did you go get trimmed up yeah, for had, your big yeah. SEC network thing tomorrow? Yeah, man, I had to get chopped up, man, a little bit. You know, I can't just go in a half step and represent representing the city <laughs> like that. Six one five in the zone. I can't do that. Like, how would I? How would I look out there represent my teammates like that? We be in the city. You know what I'm saying? Babs would be texting me like, Slay, why didn't you get a hat? When you tune into the <laughs> SEC Network tomorrow, make sure make sure you do to see our guy Ron Slay. I will Good be in the building. Oh, 
My chair is all messed up. You're short today. I know. You, it always goes down. My child, somebody been bouncing in it. It's uh, Hansel and Gretel or Little Bo Peep or who is it with the with the, the porridge? The three LaBears. Yeah. What's the name? <laughs> Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Goldilocks has <laughs> yeah. been here. Yeah. Playing around in the seat. Babs, what's wrong with you? She's cold. I'm like missing a day this week. It's Friday already. <laughs> just, just, just teleported through one of those days. Didn't you See, she be. just had this look on her face, and I'm like, well, we need to investigate so this. confused. We're over here talking about How do we get here? porridge and chairs, and she's like, I missed a day. I missed a day. Well, so do you know, because I was going back through um, Miss Amy's interviews for GM, and then I was like, wait, but that was that happened yesterday, but where, what was... But that was Thursday. I'm missing a day. Some, I, I think I slept through a day. Wait, Amy Adams Strunk is going to work for General Motors? Is that what we're doing here? No. Yeah, her GM interviews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Amy. Yeah, she's on it. Um, yeah, they've they've got some sort of committee over there uh, working through some interviews. They do. Would you like me to name the committee members? Yes. Miss Amy. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> I hope. Okay. Kenneth, yeah. Kenneth Adams Jr. Yep. Love Kenny. The fourth. Kenny Adams. Family. <laughs> yes. Kenny A. Kenny um, A. Get the Kenny. Uh, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> we got too much coffee today. It's Friday, buddy. It's Friday. Uh, Bert Stoddard. Bout is on one this week, man. Yeah. Been fired up all week, baby. I mean, if you missed it, like, when was it? Wednesday? When I, like, I get into these things, like, if your name was different, like, if you went by your middle name, would your life be different? Would you be a, in a different profession? Right. Which so, actually is a fascinating conversation. Mm-hmm. I think it's real, though, because we were talking about Juju Smith Schuster. Yep. And his name is actually like John Sherman Smith Schuster. So mm-hmm. my point was, like, would he be a different person? Like, would his career path, yeah. his life trajectory be different if he were Sherman Schuster? I think and, so. And Slay said there's no way he's a wide receiver if his name is Sherman Schuster. No, sir. <laughs> what is he? Lyman? Like a, I think uh, he's like a, a bank teller or something. No, like a house painter. <laughs> hey, Mr. Schuster. Hey, speaking of, I need one of those. Call me. So then Babs was like, <laughs> directly. Oh, you need a house painter. Yes. All right. House painters out there. Call yes. Hunk. We need you. Call Hunk. Davenport needs I need a good. No. I need a good deal. House painting is so expensive. Call so now. Expensive because why would you want to do that? Like house painter guy, I I respect the hell out of you. Um, I have painted like four rooms in my life. No, I'm done. I'm you done. You can't reach your arms up the next day. Speak for yourself. It's. Oh, yeah, I'm but, sorry. You volunteering to come no, paint my house? No, no, I'm no. She said you get tired. Oh, okay. I'm, t- I'm saying it is. Oh, okay. It's hard. No, 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 no. Saying you're hard work. Here's where you mess up with the, the painting at oh, the house. Yeah. I you're saying height. Here's where you mess up with the painting at the house. You get impatient. The tape. Yeah. 
and then mm. you screw up the tape job yep. or you and have it's on the crown the molding. Tape. Yep. Now, listen to this. I allowed Mr. Babs oh, to paint I allowed. a room upstairs. I allowed Mr. Babs. There is paint all over the door jams. There's paint all over the light bulbs. Didn't take the little uh, things off of the plugs. The bl- so uh-huh. all the, those are all painted. There's guess, paint in the bathtub. Guess whose fault that is? Mine for Yours. letting him do it. No, but guess, oh, in, defense, in defense of Mr. Right. Babs, I'm, I'm going to speak for him. Did the room get painted? Well, yeah, but I'd rather uh, uh, it not. Uh, 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 Slate, no. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so back to this committee. Uh, Burke Nihill. Wait, wait, wait. We were talking about house pa- No, so. Oh, we were talking, talking about, about names. Sherman Schuster. So Babs goes, if you miss a show on, I think it was Wednesday. Babs says, oh, yeah. you're always on this. Like, you're always on this. I, I said, I know. I'm on lots of things, like, all the time. And that's spring forward and stay there. Yep. You know? I don't even know about the Eastern. Like, why do we need Eastern time? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that don't exist. Jeez, you're just hating on the, the normal world. Well, we're the abnormal Monday night ones. football at 9 o'clock. No, why do I we agree. need hey, Tennessee then, Vanderbilt starting at 9 o'clock anywhere? The national championship game, this was the earliest it had been played. Yeah, 17.1 million. Fewest people ever watched it. Oh, <laughs> That's why that they got to get on out the way. But anyway, so Bab- I said, so Babs, if your name was Babette Davenport, what would you be? And she said, probably a stripper. Yeah, it sure did. I forgot about that. It sure did. That right. was the day I slept through. I don't even remember that. That was Wednesday. Yep. That's why I'm missing a day. Running red. Talking about you were on drugs. And there you go. That must sure have been was, it. No, it was the um. She was coming back from being sick. Yeah, I was really on. Point. It was the. the oh, that might have been. Tuesday. I almost said the disease. It was the virus. It might have been Monday. You're right, though. This week is flying by. It's flown by. It I hope yeah, it's flying by. It was by Monday for because Slay and Brent were out at uh, scoreboard. Yes. Oh. For the NCAA. Because that was Todd Downing Day. Oh, so so Dawn Stripper Day was Tuesday then. <laughs> oh, it was Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I do like the beanie, though. That's a good look. Oh, it's so warm. Yeah. It's beautiful. I can't pull off a beanie. Like, <laughs> certain people can't pull off beanies. Certain people can't pull off tank tops. I can't pull off either one of them. <laughs> was it, what, the head? What is your head? I don't know. But so we moved the other day? Yeah, probably. Um <laughs> Weak shoulders. I don't know. So <laughs> we, uh, huh. it does big, affect beanie and tank top. I, I, do, I do have a big head. <laughs> what? It does. Yeah, With shoulders. So mm-hmm. we're, so we're in the process of moving. So I found my clippers, like to, you know, edge my stuff up, my, my beard and my, my go, uh, goatee and all that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but then I lost I couldn't find the power cord. So I only had a certain amount of days where I could, like, trim it up. Get to I it. noticed. Yeah, Dawn noticed. <laughs> Did she? And yeah. I said, I said, I really don't know what to do about this, except for maybe wear flannel or like corduroys, <laughs> maybe a beanie, good country boy, <laughs> and walk around with a big thing of co- like a venti coffee from Starbucks. Or it, oh, go like um, Former what do we call Buck Millennial? Oh um, yeah, okay. Go like rustic hipster. I was about to say rust, rustic, sexy millennial. Oh, well, I was there to say farmer. Oh, thanks, Beth. Yeah, <laughs> I went farmer anytime. I, okay. Okay. So yeah, committee. Back to it. <laughs> Miss Amy, Kenneth yeah. Adams, yeah. Burke Nihill, yeah. one of our favorites. Yeah. Aldofo, Aldofo. Who's that? Aldofo <laughs> Birch, the chief legal officer for the Titans, and yeah. Dan Worley, uh, senior vice president, general counsel there for the Titans. So those That's are your group. main committee members in this GM interview process. Those are all really smart people, mm-hmm. yes. which is good. So um, they're needed. When they go through the interviews, they release a statement like we just interviewed this guy. Right. 
So they um, interviewed the in-house guys yes. first. Ryan Cowden, uh, which uh, Titans fans know well, and Monty Austinport. Um, I didn't realize Cowden had been in the NFL for 23 years. Yep. Like, it's been a while. And He's got tentacles. So the the interesting Carolina. part of all of this, so obviously we know. <laughs> Slice out my Cowden because of Carolina. <laughs> what do you Carol's mean? Carolina. You know who came from Carolina, don't you? Dennis Daly. You cannot just group everybody together. It was hey. also the last time he blocked somebody. I'm doing. Hey. <laughs> oh, God. Scott, I'm, not sure I'm doing. He did Hunk, you want to weigh in on Wisconsin either. girls again? So oh my gotta, gosh, Hunk is a hater. He's coming home single. Scouting profiling is what I'm doing. You're tied and counting with Dennis Daly. I don't know. You can't do that, Slay. It just popped across my screen. You can't. Uh, you're stuck on this. You're I, stuck on this. I'm trying to put stuck two and two together. You. How can a man make it this long in the league and then keep continue playing in the starter's role? <laughs> And that's the only thing I come with. I had to do a background research <laughs> development team together and get them now. And that's what they came back with, Babsy. This is not Ryan Cowden's fault. I, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying <laughs> they I, have something in common. On a serious note, can I say this? Because I, I are we ever going <laughs> to stop you from doing anything? <laughs> no, you can't say it. Have Babs. we even gotten no, through the interviews yet? You can't say it. One of my no. best friends is your husband. I ain't <laughs> stopping you from doing. Can't it. say it. <laughs> can't say it, baby. I know no, I, I was going to pull it to a serious. Like we're kind of joking. You're joking about the daily Carol. Okay, maybe yeah, you're not about. joking. Whatever. But this is. I will. I will put this out there because there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh God, look at this catastrophe that the Titans are in," <laughs> and yes, look at this this personnel and look at the scouting misses and all of this. So why in the world would you hire somebody from within the organization that is kind of not a dumpster fire because right. we don't think it's a dumpster fire? But why would you hire somebody that's already there that's been a part of this debacle, mm-hmm. right? To which I will say, at the end of the day, John Robinson is the GM, and he had the final say on every decision that was made for that franchise. Agreed. So I don't, what I'm saying is you can't hold, I don't think you can hold a Ryan Cowden or a Monty Austinfort, you know, viable. Listen, Ryan Cowden had way more to do with things than Monty Austinfort, but here's the thing. If they if if we got word that they hired Ryan Cowden right now, I'd be happy. I love that dude. Right. Well, and here's Sorry, the deal: Slay. we don't know, <laughs> Slay. We don't know if if Ryan Cowden was sitting at that table, being like, "You are absolutely right. John Robinson. Don't you dare, don't you dare draft Isaiah Wilson. I'm telling you, it's right. a mistake. I don't agree with this. You're don't right. do it. Right. We do don't that, know. We I do know that it's crazy. not as simple as John Robinson wanted Isaiah Wilson. I know that. Okay. Like. There's somebody else that also wanted Isaiah Wilson. There's a process. Yes. Um, hey, daily. We can get more into this. Hey, they might put five dailies on the offensive line. I don't know. Not. <laughs> yeah, we can go, go on a break now. Slay's head's on fire. Yeah, we can five dailies? <laughs> Mm-mm. I mean, nobody. No, he's not in the table. to walk away and leave that money on the table. I guarantee you. I would. Yeah, I, yeah, me, Malik too. I feel like I meant Malik Willis one too. Yeah, Malik too. Dobbs, everybody, everybody gone. We'll be back at King Cat.
Derek Henry, you got it. Oh, no, he's retired. Oh, he's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to snap the ball to the official. you like multiplicity. Remember that movie? Well, it was the white hat. Be punting on it. first down. <laughs> like, this is um, shoot. Real quick. Uh, so, Chris Lofton's coming up next. And if you know Chris Lofton, you're going to tune in. You're going to stay with us. If you don't know Chris Lofton, his story is unbelievable. So, stay tuned. Also, little birdie tells me that um, Brentwood Academy and Innsworth. Having a big basketball game tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that uh, Tennessee coaches and Vandy coaches are going to be there. Not basketball coaches. Football coaches. Uh-huh. George McIntyre, the quarterback at... Uh, oh, yeah, Brooklyn I've been hearing Academy. about him. Yeah, 6'5", 6'6", like, yeah, yeah. I did one of his games. He played against CPA. That dude. Uh-huh. I mean, legit. Yeah. What year is he? He was a sophomore, sophomore last year. Yeah, this and year. And okay. unflappable, mm-hmm. that guy. A lot of people raving about him, too. Really good basketball player, but uh, Brentwood Academy is so freaking good at basketball, too. Hey, yeah. y'all know it's Friday the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. <laughs> it doesn't mean as much anymore. <laughs> when we were kids, was like, it was... Where's Jason? <laughs> when we were kids, it was kind of scary. Now it's like, ah. Uh, <laughs> Just another day. Huh? Yeah, tomorrow's Saturday the 14th. Just another Congratulations. day. Uh, Chris Lofton coming up next. 3HL 104.5 The Zone. <laughs> Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow, nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see See us? us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Chisholm, left side, Lofton. What's a pick? Lofton gets the pick. Durant switches out on him. He fires over the top of him. That's right, good. Lofton over Durant. Tennessee leads at 88-87. What a shot, Lofton. Chris Lofton adds that to the left. The great shots in his career. His three-pointer gives Tennessee the lead for the first time in the second half. 88-87. And he shot it over 6'9". Kevin Durant. 6'9". Come on, Kessling. Kevin Durant ain't no 6'9". I'm sure gonna go he like, is. I'm going to go like 6'11". I think Durant's one of those guys that doesn't oh. want to be seven feet tall. I think now. I think in college he probably was about 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, oh, you think he grew in the NBA? Heck yeah. <laughs> Just no, he's only 19. I mean, he's still officially listed at 6'9". He's really seven he foot. He ain't no 6'9". Really foot. There are some of those guys that are seven feet that don't want to be seven feet, mm-hmm. so they can stretch through you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Tell him. Um, back in the day, in the early in the early nineties, um, you got paid for being a little bit taller for the position, kind of like football, like like ski low. <laughs> yeah. Alonzo <laughs> 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 okay. Morning went through that. Yeah, Alonzo Morning. He was six six nine, six ten. Kevin Garnett. His agent told him, "Man, if you want to be paid like a center, which centers were getting paid then? 
You need to say you six ten, six eleven, man. Quit saying you six nine. And he went with that for the rest of his career. So you were always six eight. Yeah, I'm. Or six, did eight. you try to play those reindeer games? Nah, I would have played like I'm six nine, six ten, but I was six eight. With shoes on. Chris Lofton joins us now, Tennessee Volunteer Legend. Hello, what's up? How are you? What's up, man? Hey, y'all talking about this height? I used to try to tell people I was six three. <laughs> Didn't yeah, nobody buy that low. Didn't nobody bought that when they seen it. Like, what? Well, you barely six foot. <laughs> I was like, man, six three. I thought I was going to help me. Listen, listen, man. Hey, we're going to have Bruce Pearl on later. Um, I haven't even said it on the show yet. Bruce Pearl will join us at five o'clock today, uh-huh. and uh, we were talking to him a little bit in advance, and. Uh, he told a story about some great play he designed uh, uh, against Texas where you ended up hitting it over Kevin Durant from like 35 feet. What play did he design? Uh, I think we're just like, give Chris Ball, get the hell out the way. You know? yeah. Something like that. So baby, basically like every possession that you were in the game. <laughs> Dane set a screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, hey, somebody set him a screen. Go ahead. So... <laughs> What so like good. I think that shot is probably maybe the most iconic shot. Maybe maybe the NCAA tournament game in the corner. Um, what what's the most iconic shot? Maybe your favorite shot in your Tennessee history. Yeah, I would say that one. Yeah, um, in winter, just because it was March Madness. You know what I'm saying? Because that was special. Uh, but the KD shot was was special too, just because of who KD is and who he is now, who he turned out to be. Also, <laughs> you know, my favorite shot. You know. I'm a three-point shooter, so I like, you know, the getting to the basket, the layups, the floaters. Those are some of my favorites, you know. <laughs> catch, catch people off guard with them right there, low. Yeah, See, you know, those are some of my favorites. See, mm-hmm. everybody's got to, like, do the different thing. Like, the big man loves the three-point shot. Right. Like, Ron Slay yeah. loved to shoot from the tee. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> right, that, I mean, that's so true. I remember in, uh, I was in the D-League. And I got a post up and scored, and I talked about it for like two years straight. Like, yeah, I post up now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I hit him with the uh, little fadeaway J. You know, what I'm yeah. post that look out, homie. Uh huh. Put that in the playbook, coach. Turn over right shoulder, baby. It's money. Yeah, you know me? Oh man, Chris Lofton. Uh, for those that don't know, his number five will be put into yeah, the man. rafters tomorrow. Uh, against Kentucky. Um, let, let's go back. Maysville, Kentucky. Let's go back to the recruiting thing because uh, obviously uh, it's well documented. You were under recruited. What, what was that situation like for you being being Mr. Basketball in the state of Kentucky but still having a hard time finding a place? Oh, it was tough because, uh, I mean, I didn't understand at the time. You know, I'm, I'm right there in Kentucky in Louisville's backyard. And mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, like Louisville, you know, was on me a little bit. They they kind of they offered me a scholarship as a sophomore, and you know I wasn't really ready at that time. But you know then my senior year they came back in the picture. Like the assistant coaches was coming to watch me play, so I'm just like, hey, you offered me a scholarship. I'm about to sign. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to go. But they would never pull the trigger. I'm just like I used to be like like why y'all keep coming to my games for if you're not gonna yeah. offer me a scholarship, you know? And then Kentucky was really never in the picture. You know I remember randomly I don't know if I. Uh, told y'all this, but Chubby Smith called my phone randomly, cell phone back in. It was like the summer going into my senior year. And calls me and says, "Chris, why, why are you telling people that we're not recruiting you?" I was like, "Because <laughs> um, you're not." This is the first time I heard. <laughs> yeah, I deal with facts, coach. <laughs> like, 
I honestly think he just called me that one. He called me that one time, my whole, that one time, and never heard from me again. I think he just called me because he was taking heat from Kentucky people saying they needed to recruit me. You know, I yeah. think he was just saying that. Well, so and then that's the only then, time you talk to him, huh? That's crazy. And then, no, but here's the funny thing. After my freshman year, oh, they was calling a lot, want me to transfer. I'm straight now. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but who did, who who was your team growing up? Uh, I, well, when I was younger, it was definitely Kentucky. You okay. know, that was my that was yeah. my team as a kid. But see, my dad and this family are big Louisville fans, so you know, <laughs> he would he kind of disowned me when I was talking about Kentucky. You know, it's like that. This is that real. You know, I'm a big Louisville fan. So as I got older, you know, I I gravitated toward Louisville. You know, since my dad and his family was all a lot of Louisville. But you know, I would you know I would say Kentucky at first for sure. You know, I would you know I would have went to either one, especially come my senior year when I didn't have any place. Whoever would have offered, I would have went. So it wouldn't have mattered. And see, little pops don't play, so he just don't. He will oh, yeah, probably he put him out near there. Well, well, so what was it about Tennessee? <laughs> why, why did Tennessee get in there? Oh, well, that was the um, I was basically my only option. So I, um, my senior year, we played in the state tournament, and at that time, I didn't have nothing. I had an NAI school called Georgetown in Kentucky. Yeah, that that, that wanted me in Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Oh, Butch Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arkansas State. So I, um, my team plays a team, and the coach from the other team is a a player that played at Tennessee in the '60s. His name was Rodney Woods. Yeah, and I had a pretty good game against him. And he, I guess, he calls Tennessee right after the game and tells Buzz and Furry, like, I don't know if y'all got any scholarships left, but I got a kid y'all need to really take a look at. And at that time, like wow. maybe a week later. John Winchester ends up transferring, so they they just have mm-hmm. a, one scholarship open, and you know Buzz came to see me play pick up in Mayville. I went on a, a visit, and next thing you know, I was committed. I was there. So you become one of the best players in Tennessee basketball history because of Rodney Woods and John Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy how things work out? And, and guess what? That's life, man. On, That's on, life. On the back end of that, John Winchester never. Um, and I'll, I'm not ashamed of this, but um, he never transfers if I don't start riding him um, because it was a game. I forgot the, I forgot which game it was, but we drew a time. It was a timeout. We drew up a play. The ball was supposed to come to me to get the shot to win the game. We were down one or two, and I was going to take the shot, either tie it up or take us, take us in overtime and get the victory, whatever it had to be. John Winchester didn't swing the ball. He, he oh. took the shot. He was wide open on the wing. He was open, <laughs> but he took the shot. And I went in the locker room. I told him, dude, I don't care if you open. Give me the ball, dog. Anybody draw that up for you? And from that point down, I promise you. And that's my man. That's my look. That's my young fella. From that point, his his career and playing time, everything went down. So th- there you go. We welcome C Lo. So Ron Slay, we had we had Ron Slay in the mix now. I'm yeah. telling you, man. <laughs> Winchester was highly talented coming out of um his prep school. So yeah. That's crazy. Chris Lofton <laughs> with us on three HL. Mm-hmm. So, okay, then let's kind of fast forward. You have a, a great freshman year and then a coaching change and everybody's calling right so take us yes. through um how you ended up staying i mean it was you know i'm so glad that it wasn't the transfer portal like it is now because i probably would have left you yeah. know yeah yeah i probably would have been out you know me and a lot of my teammates to be honest mm-hmm. we probably would have been gone but you know Louisville was calling kentucky was calling cincinnati was calling 
And, you know, ultimately it was just like I didn't want to sit out anywhere. And, you know, I, I did my research and Bruce came and made me watch film about their two guards, how important, like, shooting guards were in, how, you know, they played a vital role in their offense and how he basically gives them the green light. And, you know, I prayed about it and just it just led me to stay there. And, you know, it was the best decision and, you know, you know the rest is history. And he used to let his two guard Clay Tucker get busy, so I know he was showing yeah, you the yep. film on him. Yep, yep. That's right. So, <laughs> what what did you think about Bruce Pearl when you first met him? Uh, he was high, like high energy, a proven winner, and like he he took it serious. His his approach to the game, like film and all that behind the scenes stuff, was is real. Like Bruce puts in that work. I tell you that, like. He watches film. He gets there about five in the morning, six in the morning. And he's watching film all day, you know, getting ready for the game plan. And you know, he makes us watch film. So he is a master of his craft. Like he's successful everywhere he goes for a reason. CeeLo, you had a lot of people play different parts leading up to that man. And you you got Bruce Pearl. You got Buzz getting you there. Um, what were what were some of the what was what was a person that played an intricate part of you? having the career that you had throughout your career, like to be able to come who you are, be able to shoot, yeah. to be able to go in the Raptors. It had to be someone, maybe you can't pinpoint one, but somebody that yeah. played a, a specific part in your, in your yeah. coming up to get to who you are. I mean, I, I would say my parents, of course, just, uh, you know, just watching them do what they do. You know, mom was a teacher, dad worked in a power plant, you know, was up at four thirty, So I watched them get up and go to work every day, you know, no excuses, no matter what. So, I think I, me seeing that, knowing that, you know, you have to work hard in everything you do, whatever it is. And those two, I think about my old AAU coach. Uh, his name was Steven. His nickname was Truck. Um, he had me since I was, what, 10. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, he was one of those old school coaches where he yelled at you, you know, cussed <laughs> at you. Yeah. And, like, you know, he just demanded a lot out of us. Mm -hmm. You know, it was great for me. At time, at first it was, like, scary, but, you know, he got used to it. And, you know, he just meant – he didn't mean any trouble. He just knew that he expected a lot out of us, and he wanted us to be at our best. And then my high school coach, Kelly Wells, he, you know, I learned a lot from him. And just being around him as a, a, a great a great person, a great coach, you know, he knew his he knew his stuff. Mm -hmm. and so I would say, though, them for sure. So your journey, your story, all of it, I, I feel like they need to make a, a Disney inspirational movie out of it at sure. some point i mean For seriously sure. <laughs> you know um but to to have this happening tomorrow and and to be able to to see that jersey in the rafters what does that mean to you when you look back on your entire journey oh it's special and you know it's like surreal um you know it it really hasn't hit me yet. I'm sure I know tomorrow when I get in that arena, like it's going to hit me. Like the motions and everything is going to is going to hit me. But it's it's just surreal. I'm I'm thankful. You know, I'm thankful for this opportunity here at Tennessee. You know, they took a chance on me when nobody else would. So, you know, I I forever you know bleed orange. And you know, I'm just thankful for the support, the fans, and just everybody involved at the university. Chris Lofton with us on 3HL. The number five will be hanging from the rafters in Thompson Bowling Arena <laughs> Man, tomorrow. <that's> <laughs> um, Chris, I, I've always wanted to ask you about this. Um, the, the cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Um, how did you find out? Um, and I, I was already in this business, so I remember, you know, 
obviously kind of covering that that part of your story, but it it always amazed me that you guy, you and Pearl and and I I don't know who else um, were the only ones that knew, and, and you continued to play during during surgery during treatment like that that part of your story just blows my mind and i think it's can be so inspirational to so many people H- how did you find out how did you guys keep that quiet how hard was it for you to continue to play at the level that you played uh just it was crazy how we found out we just we had just lost in the sweet 16 to um ohio state 2007 and our trainer, Chad Newman, uh, we're on the elevator, and he looks at me and says, Chris, I, I need to meet with you downstairs, take a shower, and just come back downstairs. And he, he didn't tell me why, but I could see the look on his face that it was something serious. So I'm just like, uh, that's weird. So, you know, I shower, I go downstairs, and downstairs is my mom and dad, Bruce, Chad, and mm-hmm. I think it was Mike Hamilton, I think, the AD. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at me and saying, you done, you're, you're, you failed a drug test. And I'm thinking like, well, I don't smoke. I'm not gonna feel a drip because I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. And what, You're literally like the only first, basketball like, player that doesn't smoke. <laughs> here's what I, here, here's, here's what my thoughts. Are. I was like, uh, now you know when I go home or something, I'm around it now. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I'm like, can you? I'm thinking like, can you get it inside your system when you're just around it? So, but and I was like, no way. But I said I don't smoke, and then they were like, maybe you took a set, like you took one of those shakes. I'm like, I'm only taking the stuff that, you know, our strength coach Troy gives us, you know, and that's the whole team. So we're just like, okay, whatever. We're, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get back. To, when we get back to Knoxville, we'll just to, to go through some tests and see what's going on. So now I'm worried. Now something's wrong with me, yeah. and, I don't, and they can't figure it out. So we go, like, the first doctor, nothing, second. Then, like, the last, we go to, like, a cancer specialist. And – they're just like, yeah, dude, like, doctor looked at me and was like, yeah, um, he runs and says, he's like, yeah, you got cancer. So, you know, my initial thought was, oh, well, I'm, am I about to die? Because, you know, at that time, I'm 20. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, yeah, I'm 20. So, you know, when I think of cancer, I just mean like, oh, I'm about to die. I don't got much time left. So I'm just like, you know, you know, emotional, like breaking down, like, man. So, but he's just like, no, we, we got it early, so you're going to be fine. There's going to be some. You know, there's going to be some struggles, some tough times, but you're going to be just fine. So, you know, that's how I found out, you know, just like that. And, you know, next thing I know, I was, you know, getting my radiation treatment, which was, you know, making me sick real, real bad. And, you know, I was missing all the workouts in the spring. We were just telling them, my teammates and everybody, that, oh, yeah, he has a bad ankle, so he's not going to be able to participate, you know, oh, in the spring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was a, it was a tough time. It definitely was, but. You know, I wouldn't change it. Um, I, you know, still to this day, I get messages from people who are going through health issues, cancer, and, and they were like, you know, you inspire me to keep going. And, you know, that's special to me that, you know, I'm helping people that in in their health, you know, not just, you know, in basketball because, you know, health is way more important than this, you know, basketball. So how, obviously that was hard to deal with physically, right? Like uh, yeah. your your mortality and, and all of those things. And you're trying to still play high-level uh, Power 5 basketball, and you're the dude on the team, right? Like right. So so then your senior year, your numbers dr- uh, drop from, yeah. from 21 a game to, to 16 a game. Your, your shooting percentage goes down. 
there were all kinds of questions about that. I remember back then. How hard was it for you to 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 stay true to the path and to and to keep that thing quiet? Man, it was, it was the toughest. That was the toughest part for me. You know, the basketball because you know I'm coming off the '07. I'm SEC Player of the Year. Um, you know, second team All American and. You know, to come my senior year where, you know, you know, the radiation, I, I lost 20 pounds. I couldn't work out for a while. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just wasn't myself my last year. And I think that hurt me the worst. That that one hurt me the most because, I mean, we had big, big expectations my senior year. We were preseason number three. You know, we were expected to do big things. And I remember Bruce calling me in, I think about in December, and asking me, if, you know, the red shirt. And, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't. I didn't think about the big picture. I was thinking about winning the championship, not 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 realizing they expect me to play at a high level like I did the year before, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was tough for sure, you know. You know, people were talking about me, and but I will say that at at that time I was mad, but now I look back, I look back at it, and I'm glad I went through it, you know, because I I think that's who I am. That's who made that's what made me who I am. I had to stay strong and. You know, face adversity. I had to, you know, trust my faith, trust in God to, you know, know that he's going to work everything out the way it's supposed to be. How tired were you? Oh, exhausted. Exhausted. I mean, like doing that radiation stuff, that makes you not hungry. I remember not even eating some days. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, that's what I like to do. Yeah. You know, I, you know I, was I didn't eat. Like, you knew something wrong if I wasn't, if I was turning down meals. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this, Low. When you finally were, were revealed that to everyone, did you get calls and people come back around and uh, um, offer apologies and things of that nature? <laughs> yeah, all the time. I did, Slay. Mm-hmm. People were texting me and Facebook TV, like, I'm so sorry. I was talking bad about you. You yeah. know, like, people, and people would be like, man, I knew something wrong. You look sick all year. That's what my, my voice is saying. <laughs> I knew you look sick. <laughs> Somewhere right. Like, dang. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm with us on the radio. Like, how was I looking sick? Dang, you know what, I'm like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. What was I looking like? Yeah. yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got you got an event um, going on tonight, man. You getting some loved ones around you, former teammates, friends, coaches, everybody coming in, man. What what are you what are you prepared to? Um, uh, you think you'll get emotional in this to pats on the back or before you even get to Thompson Bowl? Are you going to handle this one all right? I think I handle this one all right. Now, tomorrow's what I'm worried about, Slay. Tomorrow's yeah. what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. CeeLo, <laughs> you crying? You holding them back or you just going to let I, them flow? Nah, nah, I got to hold them. I'm going to try to hold them back, man. I'm going to try to hold them back. I'm going to try to hold them back. $100 bet. You ain't holding them back. <laughs> I'm ready. But, I'm ready to put it on the line. Yeah, but define <laughs> cry though. Like, I mean, oh, he gonna boo who? Oh, okay. No, no. Man, I know Lo gonna be smiling and everything, but I know, I know behind Hell, that Chris, mask. Chris, I'm gonna tear up, man. <laughs> Lo, you, hey, Lo, man, you touched a lot of people out here, dog. Man, yeah. this is a, a hell of an honor, dude. I wish I could be there. I, I did send, I did send a message, but man, hey, dog, I'm, I'm beyond proud, man. Happy. I wish I could have played with you. I wish I could be there. Man, nobody, nobody deserves this more than you, man. The humble shooter, 
You ain't never got to say a word, dog. I promise you, I'm going to talk as much trash that needs to be said. <laughs> I promise you ain't got to say nothing, dog. Slaves first day on the SEC Network. Hey, man, it's going in, man. I'm going in for my guy, man. I, I'm super proud of you, dog. Hey, embrace it. Embrace it, Lo. Don't be. Don't make me come back and be in the summer we talking about it, and then you be like, man, you know what, Slay, man, I should I should have I should have took it all in a little better. I'm telling you, Lo I always look back on things like that, man. Embrace it, man. So I'm gonna embrace it for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, bro. real quick on the way out for for like the young kids listening that need to understand how much hard work it takes to get where you want to go. How often were you in the gym? How many shots were you getting up? Um, and I was I was putting in that work. I mean, I would say to the young kids. Keep grinding. Stay satisfied. Don't don't be satisfied, and don't get upset if your coach gets on you. You know, because I feel like a lot of these kids, like you say something to them, they get emotional. They're, you know, and think you're trying to get on. Sometimes, like they get on you because they expect a lot out of you. They want the best for you. So just keep grinding. You know, stay the course. Keep working, and you know, success doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take time. You got to be patient and wait. Enough. Did you have a key to Thompson Bowling? Like, were you like, I can't sleep. It's two in the morning. I'm going to go get shots up. <laughs> I didn't have a key, but I can get in there, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that man knew Reese, man. Shout out to Reese, man. You don't need no key when you know Reese. <laughs> oh, man. At C Lofton 606 on Twitter, give him a follow. Chris, uh, really happy for you, man. Uh, proud of you, bro. And uh, thanks for the time uh, and the message. I appreciate y'all. Thanks so much. All right, Lo. Congrats. My boy, man. So cool. Slay talking about, oh, he's going to be balling. No, and Slay's probably going to be balling, too. I I, I would. Like, I'm telling you, I know, man, there's so many situations he's been in. We've been out or anything, and he'll always look back and be like, man, I should have. I should have embraced that, man. I should have. I should have really taken it all in, man. I was just trying to move too fast, Slay. Like, dude, embrace this, man. Love this, man. You people finna celebrate you, dog. That's that's big time. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Our thanks to Chris Lofton. Congrats <laughs> to him. Uh, one of the best to ever shoot a basketball. Three HL continues next on one zero four five. The zone. Let's see something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship. Subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Laura on YouTube, great interview, guys. I tell people this all the time. We're going to do our job the best that we can in terms of like making somebody feel comfortable and, and asking the right questions because I'm of the opinion that any question can be asked. It's just how you ask it and if you do it fairly. Um, but the interview, like... When you guys tell us good interview, that really has everything to do with the person 
on the other end of the conversation. Absolutely. And so Chris Lofton has an unbelievable story, and he was willing to share it in really good detail and communicated it well, and hopefully gave hope to a lot of people going through cancer treatments, which is ultimately like, I mean, he's getting his number put into the rafters. He was on our show to talk about that, but I also believe that he was on our show to send that message to people that need to hear it. That, look, I know times are hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've got this. Mm-hmm. Just just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep living every day. Mm-hmm. That man found out he had cancer going into his senior year. Didn't tell anybody. Numbers went down mm-hmm. from 21 to 15 a game. Shooting percentage went down. Yeah. 47.9% to 39.9%. And I remember that year, him hearing about it. Mm-hmm. And they did try to say it was an ankle and yep. all, all this stuff. My man had testicular cancer. He had surgery, Slay Dog. Yeah. He had radiation. Mm-hmm. And he's out there playing 30 minutes a game. Yeah. And, you, and he's not just a dude. He's the dude. Yeah. He got to come off screens and everything. So he's got a constant moving. So we <laughs> asked him, were you tired? He said, exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's impossible f- to go through just with a normal day-to-day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that tells you not only that, but... It's a testament to him, and I, I believe, man, also a testament to his teammates as well because a guy of his magnitude and the impact that he's going to have on the court, he's coming off back-to-back All-American, being an All-American. Like, can you Im- imagine what was expected of him? Like he said, Bruce asked him the red shirt, and he didn't understand why. I would. <laughs> like, dude, do you know, like, you can get out here and average 27. We want you to shoot the ball every single time. And you got guys out there selfless enough to understand who he is and he's that guy, but not one time better than I. You know what I'm saying? Still keep pushing through with him. So shout out to the I know I know that a lot the reason I say that a lot of those players get a bad rap, you know what I'm saying, is you know, being guys that you don't want to coach or um uh, a lot of people throwing out thugs and things of that nature. There was a good, good bunch of guys, good group of guys, man. You know what I'm saying? And and they all stayed together when people were trying to turn on them. So salute to his teammates as well. Watch the show on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and Twitch. Twitch, please. Hmm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Chris's message offered offered hope because uh, that's that's the one thing in this life that we all need. Hope, dude. That's gonna be the yep. coldest thing on earth. I'm telling you, I'm going to get emotional. To walk, uh, like, do you know as a player, when you walk in the gyms and you go to shoot arounds and things like that, the first thing you do is look up. Like, and to know that you, yeah, you know what championships were won. And that's that's not just like, that's anything. That's not basketball players either. You, me playing volleyball, the minute you walk in, same thing. First thing I I used to do going in an opponent's gym is look up and see whose numbers were in the rafters. That's tough, man. Bernie, Bernie, Dale, Allen Houston, John Ward, Chris Houston. Pat Summers' name on the floor. 3HL, more next on 104.5 The Zone. 
Every week, Michael Rosenbaum is getting deep with someone new on the Inside of You podcast. Let's get inside of Shelly Hennick. So Obliterated is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had the best time. That's it was great. challenging, but it was like the show. It doesn't always happen. Everybody's trying to make a show and you're this not. This was a it's dream. It's no fun. Genuinely. That's and if it beautiful. wasn't, I would just keep my mouth shut and talk about something else. Like, yeah, it like, was. Hey, it was fine. Because yes. I've done that. I've asked people and they're like, you know. Yeah. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wherever you listen.